Welcome to the QAHS Connections podcast, where we connect with alumnus of Queensland Academy's Health Sciences Campus to see where their IB education has taken them, their advice for current students, and those who are looking to join our campus in the future. Today, we speak with Camille Lukes, our 2020 Academy Optimist and Ducks, and a recipient of the New Colombo Plan Scholarship, who is now studying dual bachelor degrees in business and justice at the Queensland University of Technology. Okay, so I'll start by welcoming you, Camille Looks, to our QAHS Conversations podcast series. Would you be able to start by sharing with us the year that you graduated from QAHS and the university and course um, that you're now studying at? Yep, of course. So my name is Camille. I graduated from QAHS in 2020. And I currently study a Bachelor of Business majoring in International Business and a Bachelor of Justice majoring in Policy and Politics at Queensland University of Technology in Brisbane. And of course, you're not in Brisbane at the moment. Uh, What has taken you to Taipei in Taiwan? Yes, so I am in Taipei completing my New Colombo Plan Scholarship, which is a signature initiative of the Australian Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. Um, So my NCP program has taken me across the Indo-Pacific in the past year. I started out by doing a semester exchange in Singapore, um, and then I did an internship in Fiji, and now I'm here in Taipei completing an internship in national security policy, and I'm just about to start my Chinese language training. So I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, that, that is fantastic. And of course, when you uh, accepted your offer to QUT to do your studies, you had also applied and were successful in a scholarship program? Yes. So I received an academic excellence scholarship from QUT um, just for my final score at the end of high school. Um, so I was on that scholarship program from the start of my degree. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Well done. So, Camille, if I can take you back to your, um, it was your year nine self when you were making decisions about your senior schooling. What was it about QA at that point that made you think that's where I want to do my year 10, 11 and 12? So, first and foremost, I was really looking to be among a cohort of like-minded peers. Um, (laughs) Year nine feels so long ago, but thinking back to that time, I took my studies quite seriously um, and doing well in school was really important to me. Um, And because of those two things, I felt a bit out of place at my old school. Um, So when I was thinking about coming to QAHS, I was really looking for firstly a school that supported my academic ambitions but also a cohort of peers that supported these ambitions as well. Um, At the time, I was also thinking about potentially studying overseas for university um, and studying the IB program would be a great way to keep that option open for me. That's fantastic. And for you, out of all of the wonderful things that you engaged in whilst you were at the academy and and was many and varied, you're an avid contributor to our community here. If you could say what was kind of the single best thing from being a student at QA that you've carried forward from that time, what would it be? 
I'd say probably the single best thing that I did as an IB student um, for that I really carried forward was my extended essay. I think that really prepared me well for my degree. It was also one of the aspects of the program that I enjoyed the most and I'm the most proud of. Currently in my degree, as well as in my extracurricular activities that I do outside of university, I do a lot of independent research and ideation. Um, as I'm currently completing a writing fellowship in the Indo-Pacific area, and I've just started a research experience scheme. Um, so thinking about that, when it comes to the extended essay, the research and writing skills that you develop are really an expectation for high-level achievement at university, and you get a leg up by coming to your degree having already developed those skills. And as well, um, you get a taste for independent research and whether you like that. And so you can come to university with an understanding of whether that is something that you would like to do later on as an honors year, a master's, or maybe even a PhD, which is what I'm interested in doing. Oh, fantastic. And got lots of, as you wish, lots of aspirations about where you want to go. And where, what did you do your extended essay in? So I did my extended essay in business management. And I was looking at the New York Times and the innovation process and model that they were using when they switched from sort of advertising in paper um, and looking at when they, they moved to their business model online. Mm, yes. And I know it featured in Metis and a number of students here um, in the years after you have um, referred to that as an exemplar for business management EE. It's a great piece of work. Now, I'm going to ask you to turn to the Creativity Activity Service Program that we know as CAS in the IB. And again, you were involved in so many things. For you, what were the most memorable parts of your CAS program? Gosh, I, I was thinking about this question and thinking about my CAS program. <laughs> I did do quite a bit um, because I was really interested in exploring a lot of different little areas that, you know, had piqued my interest and I, and I wanted to just give it a go because I could. I think that's the really nice thing about being a QAHS student is you get a lot of freedom to try new activities and opportunities. And I feel like QAHS is a really safe space to try out those things, um, especially for me. I probably wouldn't have done half of the CAS activities that I did do because I didn't feel like they were for me or I didn't think I would be good at them. Um, so, you know, the grace to learn and fail and get back up again is something that I, I really cherished. Um, and in my cast program, the that sort of manifested in, you know, I, I did dance troupe, which I really loved, yeah. but I certainly wasn't the most graceful dancer. Um, so it's really funny to look back on that now when I when I watch those videos. Um, mm -hmm. So that was very memorable for me because it's something that I just wouldn't have done if I was in any other school because I wouldn't have felt like it would have been a safe space for me. Um, I also did a couple of business case competitions, which I ended up carrying into my first year of university, and it really helped me get a foot in the door for a lot of the opportunities that I have now later in my degree. Um, and then as well for my CAS activity, on a personal note, the community garden has a really spe special place in my heart uh, through my time at QAHS because we planted pineapples at the beginning of year 10, and then we harvested them at the end of year 12, and it was quite symbolic. <laughs> Yes. So that's the nice thing I like to I like to back on. <laughs> that is since very that is memorable too for everybody. That's fantastic. So thinking back to when you were embarking on your QA and your IB journey as a year ten student, the Camille looks that you saw in year ten. Um, what you know from what you know now, what advice would you give your year ten self? So in year ten, I was 
incredibly worried about many things. And it's just my personality. I'm, I'm a bit of an anxious person and I worry about a lot of things. And when I was in year 10, I worried that I wasn't smart enough for the IB program. I worried that I didn't have a specific direction and you know what university degree I was going to pick because I didn't know what career I wanted to have. And these are th still things that I struggle with from time to time because I don't have an answer for what career I want to have still or, uh, you know, Sometimes I do think maybe I'm not smart enough, but you just have to realize that these are sort of internal worries and internal things that you are predicting on yourself, and they're not true. Um, and I would probably first and foremost tell my year 10 self that you do get better at managing them, but you have to learn to manage them. And in saying that, the best advice that I would give to my year 10 self would be to trust yourself and have confidence in what you're doing. The only thing you have to do is compete against yourself. And the only thing that you need to do is to grow and learn from your mistakes and keep trying, and the rest will come. I would also say that you need to embrace uncertainty as opportunity. Uh, nothing is guaranteed. And the process of figuring out what works for you will give you some fun stories and new experiences that you wouldn't get if you didn't put yourself out there and if you weren't willing to fail and try and just figure it out day by day. And like I said, you know, the only thing that you need to do is look for growth, look to better yourself, and the rest of the good things will come from that. And that is brilliant advice, Camille. And you are living by that each and every day. There's a lot of with yourself, with highly capable learners that goes on uh, within your own headspace around second-guessing yourself and having that self-belief and just persisting through that and learning those things along the way, what really shapes you as a learner and into the person that you are. And there's no doubt you've absolutely grasped every opportunity for that continual learning and growth. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think a lot of these things that you learn, specifically at QHS, you take with you um, and being able to have that sort of mental resilience and to be able to acknowledge that this is something that worries me or this is a fear that I have about myself. But it's not necessarily true. And if I just keep looking for growth, um, then good things will come and good things will come from hard work. That's something that I definitely learned in high school, but I still I still repeat that to myself every day. We have a saying here about preparing young people to be confident and capable learners ready to take their talents to the world. And I'll just acknowledge you are absolute living exemplar of that the the language that you studied at school at the academy was which language french french so you've spent three years studying french in an ib world school and now you find yourself on a new colombo plan scholarship experience in taiwan and you're about to start learning mandarin that is extraordinary um, so what, what do you think you'll take from having learned to lang a different language into that? Because it's not something that everybody would start a couple of years into their university experience. Well, I think for me, um, you know, when I was at QHS, I was learning French because I had learned it a little bit already before I came to QA, and it was a language that I just really enjoyed. Um, but I think the way that it's taught through the IB program really gives you just general skills for language learning. And now that I'm about to start learning Mandarin, I'm not necessarily worried about the fact that I have to learn a new language because I do have some sort of basic foundational skills for how do you learn a language. Um, and 
you know, anecdotally, last year, I, before I started my NCP program, I was on a different scholarship called the Westpac Asian Exchange, and I was doing a semester abroad in Japan. Um, and when we were there, we, as part of the uh, university that I was doing my exchange at, you had to learn Japanese. Um, and so I've already had a bit of a trial run at learning a new language halfway through my degree. Um, and when I was learning Japanese, you know, it, it's totally different to French. But I was still able to apply the skills that I learned in terms of, you know, maybe for me, I always like to start with grammar structures and then you just build vocab around that. Um, and that's something that I learned studying French in high school. Um, and that's sort of the foundation that I use to learn other languages. And that's something that makes the process easier. So I don't have a lot of fear around starting a new language because I already have those skills. Mm, how fantastic is that? So you're adding the list of languages that you can speak at different levels of competency almost year by year. It's fantastic. Um, so wonderful to hear what you're doing and, oh my goodness, like it just, I can assure you it fills students here with a lot of aspiration because you, of course, uh, filmed your message that was shown at our graduation ceremony last year. And it just, when when students can see what is possible from studying at QAHS and studying in the IB, they set their goals around that. So you just ne never know, you may have paved the way for some student who's currently here or graduated this year to think about applying for overseas experiences, but certainly the new Colombo plan is it just very well suited to an IB learner around risk-taking, stepping into the unknown harnessing all of your talents and skills in a completely new environment and purpose. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, if people listen to this podcast, one thing I really want them to take away is to apply for this program, but more generally just apply for um, semester abroad and exchanges, because that's really where I've gotten the most value out of being an IB learner and also my degree in general is just going overseas and having these new experiences. And that's made the difference for me. So. You know, if one thing people take away from that, what I've said, it, it would be that. That's very good advice. Thank you. Thank you very much.